Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is just too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how's it going? I am excellent, Connor. Uh, thank you for continuing to pronounce my name correctly. correctly. It actually, mm-hmm. it's, it's spelled like that on my birth certificate. Um, very hard to spell my name. It turns out. <laughs> a nightmare in school. A nightmare. Absolute. Teachers constantly call you different things. I mean, you throw me in on the back of that. Like, what? There's yeah. no hope. There's no hope yeah. for any teacher. Yeah. Uh, but, Sean, this is weird news. What do we do here? Uh, you have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world. You're about to read them all out to me, a man who has been too busy reliving, I don't know, schoolyard trauma. To look at any weird news? Is that the you bit? Is that the connection to the bit? You definitely got bullied. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's right, but like, there's no need to say it like that, man. That's so unnecessary. <laughs> there was actually, um, oh no, look, there's a story about Junior Bake Off. We were watching it, and there was a kid on it, and I was just like, he definitely gets bullied. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can see. You can see where they target. <laughs> like I went to the all boys Catholic primary school, like with all the fucking ten year olds. I'm like that lad. He is getting every day. <laughs> oh, there's oh, there's the one. There's the one they all pick on. <laughs> but Sean, uh, look, I feel like we we should stop picking on people. Let's stop being mean here, okay? Yeah. Um, yeah. What we can do is my last name. It's your last name, of course. But what what we can do is we can pick on other people because oh, um, I think it's free reign. I think once you're not laughing at yourself, I mean, you're allowed just like that's that's yeah yeah. Weird news is a contrived way for us to be able to punch down. Uh, quite <laughs> honestly, where so. all great comedy comes from. <laughs> now, homeless people. <laughs> let's start with them. <laughs> now the disenfranchised. Let's let's riff on Why them not? for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, but no we're starting off with a competitive eater Sean um, oh? a competitive eating competition that really caught my eye this week because I give you a competitive eater a 20 pound bunny and lots of salad who will win oh okay so it's man versus bunny I mean if tortoises <laughs> have taught us anything 
then so man's YouTube, YouTube celebrity and competitive eater Raina uh, Huang takes a massive lead on Honey Mega Bunny in their salad eating competition last week shot. So okay. this is her. The image is her taking a massive lead. So it's her. She's eating the salad at the table. Competitive eater beside her. The one adversary she has is a massive twenty pound bunny that is named Honey Mega Bunny. Okay, and they have some like what's the angle here like the angle is they get the the world's biggest fuck off buddy and they go can a human beat this buddy but they don't have a feud going on before this or anything oh no i can only assume there's wrestling promos beforehand yeah (laughs) and it's just it's just like reina talking shit and then this bunny is just like just chilling in a field Just eating like carrots and grass. <laughs> in my head, it cuts from between her cutting the most intense promo of all time. This Sunday, you're going down. And it just cuts to like quietly just the bunny in the field. <laughs> just like looking at the camera. <laughs> like Teletubbies music playing in the background. <laughs> so look, we have, a, we have a competitive eating competitor here. And what the, here's the thing. There, she ran out of humans. Um, and it's the she out ate every human on the planet. Every human couldn't beat this woman um, in this competitive eating competition, and so they had to go outwards. Now you know they had Michael Phelps. He raised a shark. I think we're getting to the point now where we've just got the the best of humans going up against animals that have no interest in the competition they're taking part in. That's really, really an interesting concept, though, because you know that old phrase of, like, you can teach a fish to climb... If you judge a fish by how it climbs a tree, you'll think it's an idiot, like, that kind of thing. Mm. Like, I want the reverse of that, where humans have to adapt to beat an animal. I think that would be class. In what way? So, like, we... How do you, how do you implant that? Because I think Phelps did go to the ocean to race the shark... Yeah, like that. I want more of that, but an Olympics for that. So I like what I want, like bobsled versus penguin, like that kind of level of bullshit. <laughs> Surely bobsled wins. I don't know. I think the penguin would have it on a good day. He's what are you talking it, you know? about? No, no, no. Like I'm not talking like a bobsled team that you okay. have the extra mass of four grown adults. I'm talking one man yeah. versus one penguin. Yeah. I think the penguin might have it, honestly. That's not just by true. nature. It's absolutely true. But is it not based off weight going downhill? Like, the bobsleigh is going to have way more weight behind it with the human and the weight of the sleigh. No, but all objects fall at the same rate. No, that's not how gravity works, Sean. We all know that. That is exactly. That's fundamentally how gravity <laughs> works. <laughs> like, but I'm. No, I'm sorry. I'm also, I'm not talking like a bobsled track. Okay. Like, I'm talking penguin turf. Or snow, as it may be. You're thinking That's we go like, to Antarctica, flat rain, flat, flat land. Flat land, a drag race, if you will. A drag race between a bobsleigh and a, and a penguin. Yeah, but I, I, like skelebobs, so like there, there's not an actual sleigh or anything like that. It's one. I want one man to slide against one penguin. That's what I'm interested in. <laughs> So I gave you rabbit versus human in a salad eating competition. You've taken it to bobsleigh versus penguin. Yeah. And like, look, there's, there's no limit to how far we can go. Like, I want eagle versus hang glider. Like, oh, I mean, eagle all day, every day. Absolutely. But and it might be a fair fight. Might not be a fair fight because the eagle can flap its wings. Mm. But no, you have I to re- tell it not to. <laughs> it's not in the spirit of the game. <laughs> no. But I, no, but I think as well, we have to, like, I, I think just that humans have to adapt to the animals on this. So I want some weird fucking Da Vinci flying machine hang glider where, like, the dude can actually flap the wings of the hang glider. I, I just want, there's one main issue with all of this, and it's getting mm-hmm. the animals head in the game. That's and true. It's, it's one of those where they just don't give a shit. And we want it too much. That's the thing. Animals aren't like about like competition for the sake of competition. No, it's usually more of a survival of the fittest kind of mentality. And this is why I bring the competition to the weird news listeners because people need to know there's competitions. There's an all-you-can-eat competition between a rabbit and a human this week. That how much salad? How much salad are they eating in this competition? Well, Reina is introduced by the referee. Um, 
Uh, basically, and she tells everyone she's got a suplex a, sta- a salad. Um, Love it. Which, of course, uh, the stakes are deceptively high. This is the first major eating recognised salad eating record entry. So either Arena or Mega Bunny will be crowned a champion. This is the first of its kind, Sean. So the stakes couldn't be higher. Wow. So this is the first time this has ever happened in recorded history. <laughs> Who yes. could have thunk it? The rabbit doesn't hold any record, Sean. A bit of an underdog. Um, but bun. And it, it immediately became clear why. Because... Uh, when the when the competition began, um, as the Rocky team blared, the Mega Bunny did not eat a shred of lettuce <laughs> for the entire competition. He choked. He choked. He couldn't do it. He couldn't. He couldn't get past it. He couldn't get past the wall. The he seen his name in lights and he shot himself. <laughs> well, bunnies have weak hearts anyway. Like, so did they have like a starting gun? Because that could have that could have been an issue. It could have been performance anxiety. It could have been a dislike of maybe chopped salad. Maybe that's not not the thing. Surely all bunnies love... Not meaning to generalise, but surely all bunnies love salad. But not chopped salad. Maybe he prefers... Maybe an iceberg lettuce. <laughs> well, then I'd call the whole event into question, because, <laughs> like, they're, clearly they're not meeting the bunny on his terms. And as, as I've established, that's what I want in these competitions. I, I figured... Hang on. I've just realised this seems a bit... It's a bit iffy. I think this result seems a bit sketchy to me because all 20 pounds of her stare at the heap of shredded lettuce, kale and carrots with apathy, Sean. Nothing but apathy within the competition. She's more used to the steady diet of vegetables and bunny granola that her her Ah, owner makes her. So she hasn't even been practising on the lettuce. You've got to get the rabbit ravenous for lettuce. Is this the first time this rabbit has seen lettuce? I think this might be a cheating system that they were afraid of the power that the bunny rabbit would have upon knowing that lettuce existed before the competition. Yeah, I want to... Okay, so this is now disputed, this title. So I want a repeat (laughs) of this event. But, like, Reina has to eat. Like, now human granola. I'll allow human granola and vegetables... Because I think, I think I could eat, like, I don't know, probably 4,000 calories worth of lettuce. I could probably manage that. No, no dressing? No anything? Just just lettuce? Oh, I've got my balsamic, Connor. I bring that with me everywhere, as you know. He's more I've balsamic crum- than man. <laughs> I've crumbled some feta over the whole affair. <laughs> Do you other people in the competition just like wolf in a town and you like take out a cheese grater and yeah. just, like, just, just really slowly get a bit of salt, a bit of pepper, just slowly takes out a little uh, napkin, I, puts it on your lap. Yeah. I know, I tuck it into my collar, collar is what I do. And I have a knife and fork and I eat the lettuce that way. And then you're just like, what's going on, lads? What? Jesus, these lads are already finished. It's fucking fresh, madness. isn't it? Can you get a bit of, bit, bit of grilled chicken on this? Would that be alright? So I think, look, these competitions are happening, Sean, but maybe we can use this as a jumping off point in regards to, like, the bunny rabbit has clearly been cheated. Raina has mm-hmm. an asterisk beside this win. She, I don't know if she actually is the, the champion. She is a false champion. Um, but to me, I have one question. And that is, Sean, if you were to enter an all-you-can-eat competition against an animal, what would the food be and what would the animal be? See, I could, like, min-max this and be a real dickhead and be like, I want to do a cheese-eating competition against a mouse, which I have the size advantage, I have the reach on a mouse. Uh, But if I want, like, a fair fight, I reckon I could eat more hamburgers than a dog. (laughs) I don't know. Absolutely, I could. But the dog, the sense of smell. How big is the dog? It's a. It's an Alsatian. I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking for a big fucking dog. Like, I, oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not taking a Bichon Freeze in this fight. <laughs> they like no, hands I want the a title, which looks like the WWE title. You're like, nah, it's a fucking fake no, title. It's not man. for me. It's not. For I me. want no asterisks. I was against a poodle. I'm not taking this title. <laughs> No, I genuinely think I could eat more hamburgers than a dog. Now, like, including bun, lettuce, uh, no, tomato, just pickle. Meat. 
Just meat. You think a dog is like, oh yeah, the pickles, my favourite part is burger. It's my favourite part of the burger. I love a pickle as well. I love a pickle. Any yeah. pickle. Give me anything pickled, I'd love it. You have, there's a place near me, right? And they'll do, on a Thursday, they will do a, a pulled pork baguette. And oh, you just ask for it. all the pickles. This it's is so literally good. a blast from the past. <laughs> I think it's episode two, and I, people can go back. You talked about pulled pork on this show, like, yeah. many years ago. And I remember I thinking, pork. a bit fucking bougie with his pulled pork <laughs> walking it, in here. It's like my one notions thing that I have about me is that I really like pulled pork. Whatever happened to just normal pork? Normal pork is great. I had that and some tacos only earlier this afternoon, Connor. You just obsessed with pork. <laughs> I just maybe I, I just love pork. I think. Pork and pickles. Pick oh pork and pickles is a, a classic combo. Pickled cabbage, pickled onion, pickles <gasps> gherkin. Like it's a, it's all the one, Connor. A few gherkins, you know. A few gherkins. Oh, mm. filthy! Give me them in a jar. Uh, but mainly. Uh, if it's just me eating hamburger patties against the dog, I think I still have it, honestly. Okay. What would be what would be the worst animal to face if you were eating something? I am, I'm trying to think. I mean, you don't want to face a blue whale eating anything. Not, well, well, I mean, the blue whale does have size on you, but it's eating very, very small things. It's true. I think the combination of amount eaten and difficulty of something for a human to eat... It's got to be pandas and bamboo. Oh, good one. That's a yeah. good one. It's or, never going to happen. What about cream crackers, but you're oh. not allowed to put anything on them? Oh, okay. Against what animal would like a cream cracker? Probably. <laughs> a dog would eat a cream cracker, to be fair. That's true, but like, I think a dog would suffer more because a dog sweats through its tongue true true and the cream crackers is going to dry that out so you need mm. god something that can sweat i think a pig would actually eat a load of cream crackers <laughs> quite easily a pig would eat anything pig would eat that that's i mean he's pigging out is what he's doing that's a combination um, i want to see pig eating cream crackers against you eating cream crackers i wasn't there a thing going around when we were i don't know i remember doing this in school in class organized by my teacher say. It's a eating the cream cracker competition. It's three. You it's can't three. eat three in a row without drinking water. Yeah, it's impossible. It's it's statistically impossible. Your mouth just dries up. It's awful. That's, that's uh, a yeah. fun game to try at home. <laughs> Buy a pack of cream crackers. Just take three of them. Just take three. Just take them out just in the shop. Eat three of them. You're not allowed to put anything onto them. It's just dry. Dry as a bone. And not all at once. You can do one, and then yeah. two, and then three. Hmm. And then, I don't know, a die of dehydration. No, normally, first one's grand. Second yeah. one, you're like, Jesus, it's getting a bit tough. Third one is a no-go. Did you have the other one as well with jam donuts? Which is a competition of how many jam donuts you can eat without licking your lips. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, has to have, it has to have the... The powdered sugar on yeah, it. The powdered sugar on the top. Because you have to, like, yeah. it has to be on your lips and it feels real fucking weird feels awful and you're just trying to like withstand it I were love how that not, was on both of our school curriculums were we not doing that on the radio in between songs when we were on it do you know we were because we, yeah. there was a shop on the way to the radio studio and so you saw us like <laughs> so, one of us just w- context yeah. we used to do this show on the radio <laughs> imagine that like imagine. weird news after nine it used to be yeah. called it was great um, and we'd taken in turns every week bringing jam donuts true and we, yeah in between songs we would just be horsing donuts into ourselves <laughs> followed by playing in the background <laughs> okay now try not like your lips <laughs> <laughs> all right all right and we're back <laughs> we're back in 30 seconds um, so sean that is uh, i want to start off this week with that because i just the image of that bunny trying to face off against the human is it's like if you look up the image on google uh, it's actually quite funny because it's just a bunny sitting in front of a, bowl, a massive bowl of sa- like a salad bowl. I was just like, I have no interest whatsoever. Um, <laughs> so we're we're going to move on to a story that kind of creeped me out and really oh. fills into the weird news category of this. Um, of this show called Weird News. Of this show called Weird News. It's probably it's a bit subtle. You probably didn't notice that it was called that. But <laughs> bit, of a, I have, bit of an inside joke there, folks. <laughs> 
<laughs> Some of it is weird. BC woman finds naked man was living in the trunk of her car for three days. Oh, fuck that. It's like parasite, <laughs> but in your car. <laughs> a woman had the fright of her life recently when she discovered a naked man had been living in the trunk of her car for days. Um, right. Bethany Coker, who is a, real, a red seal diesel mechanic, noticed some mud in the front seat of her car earlier this week, Sean. She deduced someone had broken in and spent the night in her vehicle. So, I mean, she she obviously felt quite bad. Yeah, bad thing um, to happen, but it's over now. Nothing you can do. So, she cleaned up the car and she actually steamed the upholstery and she got it all properly cleaned up because there was mud everywhere. And she just basically did it all up. She was like, That's, I feel kind of violated. My car is a bit violated, but look, We'll get over it. It's fine. How did they yeah. get in? How did they get out? I don't know, but look, we'll move on. How However, did they get out? Three days later, she noticed that the windows of her car were fogged up. Um, oh, no. Then, when she was inside the car, she heard a little voice say, Hey. <laughs> oh, no. That's horrendous. That's psychotic. <laughs> I think it, I love the idea at the start that she's like, is the car talking to me? Hello, car? Christine? <laughs> Night Rider? <laughs> That's... why. Would, but also, if you're in that situation, why would you make yourself known at all? Yeah, I th- at that point, it's like, why are you even saying anything? You're, you're in the boot. Yeah. Or in the like trunk, I should say. In the, in, in the trunk of the car. Mm. Sorry, in the trunk of the automobile. Well done. Gotcha, Americans. Uh, now, if I was in that situation, I would be trying to be as quiet as a mouse so that I could stay living in the trunk. Mm. But this is some weird power move now to just say, hey, and try and scare her out of the car, I guess. <laughs> like, I think it, got, it must have got to the point like three days in. You're still in the boot, and, or the trunk, fuck's sake. And she, <laughs> look, we call the trunks boots, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, we call hoods bonnets, yeah. and what else? We call, I don't know, chips crisps, <coughs> and fries are chips. <laughs> it's, it's all very confusing. Uh, but, Sean, like, you're three days in. At what point, I assume the man in the back seat is just like, I'm starving. Like, I'm real hungry. I but need I to get know. out. Is, is he consistently in the, 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 the rear of the car for the three days? Or is he coming and going? Maybe going well, and getting lunch with friends or something? At first, she, <laughs> she go, he's going for brunch. I just, yeah, I'll, be yeah. back, I'll be back by three. Um, at first, I thought someone was playing a prank on me. And then when I realised what was happening, I just kept my phone recording because I wasn't too sure what was going to happen. I didn't know who this guy was, I didn't know if he was dangerous, and he'd been in my trunk for three days and didn't say a single word to me. Um, She said that she's been driving around with him, running errands and going to work with him in the fucking trunk. Oh no, that's horrendous, because you're never going to not think of that any time you get in any car you ever own from now on. Now, this could be sinister if anything had happened to this poor woman. But it it knocks in at the weird news level because she's perfectly safe. He just was in the boot for three days doing nothing. Yeah, he had just effectively stowed away in the car, but there was no ill intent and there was no uh, ill repercussions from this. Here's the thing. He was also naked. Yeah, that's another. Well, it's got to be hot in there, right? You know, (laughs) he started off full three piece suit. Yeah, yeah, I felt like top hat and tails kind of a deal. And then slowly he was like he was down to a t-shirt and jocks, and then eventually he was just like, "Well, I'm the only one here, so <laughs> I'm not embarrassing myself in front of myself. It's fine." What like, God, imagine op- imagine the waft that would hit you after opening oh. that boot after three days, because oh. certain bodily functions that have to happen every so often, I would say. Because you'd only, you would only open your trunk, like, if you went to the shops and you bought yeah. some, some stuff. So maybe, like, there could be two or three days that go by, you go to work, you come home, 
you wouldn't ever even take a look at it there. So you're not putting anything in there. Um, so, like, how long could he have stayed there? Until she next went shopping, I suppose? Probably, yeah, until the big weekly shop, or if she's a monthly shop person. By God, those I'm people terrify shop- me. I've, I've known monthly shop people in the past. How do you know as a monthly shopper? It's just, oh, I don't want to go into it, but, like... Does it not all go a- off? It's a lot of dried stuff, and then you go to the mm. farmer's market on on a Thursday uh, and get the veg, you know. But the the the, the, the pantry That's is filled once shop a month. Stuff. That is double, double shops. The shop. it's two shops. Now, if you're about town anyway, what about it, Maureen? Mm. But <laughs> if you're going in specially to the farmer's market, just get it all monthly. Get it all. Get your veg delivered. It's it's a thing they do locally. We're we're getting the groceries delivered actually this week. It's fair handy, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it well, now it's the first time we've attempted it from this particular shop, so we're just seeing how it goes, shot. You know what just I mean? In case. Yeah, yeah, just absolutely. In case. Absolutely. Like, obviously, we- you do the weekly shop, you go in, you get it all. But this week we said for a laugh, what we'll do is order online, arrive here, arrive here Thursday morning, so tomorrow morning it's arriving. Just something to look forward to. Nice bit of breakfast for you, Connor. <laughs> I won't be able to sleep. <laughs> See, the thing is, no browsing with. Uh, with the online kind of groceries. Yeah, you know? it was very hard to come across chocolate bars. They have them, like, you look at milk, bread, you get all the essentials, they're like, do oh, I need a fucking twirl? <laughs> <laughs> I have to go through three pages to get to the twirls. You're there buying, like, flour and eggs just so you can make cake to have something sweet, like. <laughs> um, look, it's, it's the weight. I tell you, that's the way to lose weight. If you don't want any sweet treats in the house, you can't impulse buy. No, that's it exactly. We uh, when when I was in a house, a shared house in college, we did a, a food order one time, and we felt like mm. fucking kings because like all of this produce just rocks up to the door, and they bring it to you. <laughs> they, they bring it to you. They'll help you unload it if you ask nicely, and you, and you don't have to go through the Aldi, uh, the person who's always so quick, and you're always panicking, putting everything in oh, the bag. You're horsing it into the trolley. And, no, no, no. And no, like no, she's friend. obviously excellent at her job, but I am not that effi- <laughs> not that efficient. Sorry. I can't pack Please. as efficiently as you scan. All right. <laughs> like this is my first day on the job. <laughs> I actually as well I got my first CD through uh, getting groceries delivered because uh, we were doing it at home I was about like six or seven and there's like oh there's a CD section Sean do you want to pick a CD and I picked uh, Razor Light's debut album <laughs> which at the time was my favourite band I mean is this like around in the morning oh it's in the morning you're talking about Trouble in America Connor oh <laughs> <laughs> they came out with banger after banger from like two, for two years. <laughs> hit after hit was Razor Light. They're coming back now soon, I think. <laughs> uh, that was my first CD. Anyway, uh, there's a the Brit Award replay was on last night, or it might have just been on last night. I'm, I'm assuming it was probably on the weekend. It was just on TV last night, and like yeah. they got like best album of the year, and it was like the nominations were Adele and uh, Ed Sheeran were in it, and then it was yeah. like some, and then there was other people. And I was just sitting there going, like, it's not and fair, why are we lads. wasting time? Like, <laughs> like I mean, it's a They always clearly. win it. I think they've won it every year for like that's <laughs> fifteen years. Any any year that they release an album, they win it. Like, and the years that they don't win it, Little Mix won it. <laughs> it's the Brits. <laughs> they just had them between the three of them. They all just yeah swap the trophies around their houses when they go around and eat caviar and <laughs> champagne, like. So, Sean, I feel like we've gotten completely off topic. But gone off this course, woman had I'm a sorry. naked man in her in her trunk for three days driving around. What's the first step once you get him out? Uh, see, I think like you have to tell him to leave. But where's he going to go? Like he's just mm. going to go for the boot again. I'll give you a lift. Yeah, I'll drive you where. Call him a taxi. Actually, that he'd love that. It'd be like going <laughs> he gets on holiday. Into, for him. He gets into the trunk. Yeah, no, I'm grand back here, thanks. <laughs> honestly, you're fine, lad. You're honestly fine. <laughs> no, you stay put. No, I can manage a door myself. <laughs> He's like slipping fibres in between the cracks in the back <laughs> There you go now, lad. I don't, like, I, I wouldn't know how to deal with that. Like, I guess my instinct is lock him back in the boot and call the police, you know? Mm. Or lock him back in the boot, drive really fast and stop suddenly. Uh, so no, he did. Did it? She did call the police, um, and then she was also asking him in one of the clips, "Why are you naked?" Um, and he replied, "It is a rite of passage." So, oh. 
Uh, right. Hmm. What what does he mean? Is he joining a gang? What kind of gang has this kind of sounds, initiation? It sounds more culty than gangy, though. It's, to but me. What, even as a cult, what's the getaway? Like, you go into the trunk for three days, and after that, uh, you're, you're reborn as well, trunk man. Uh, as I'm sure you know, Connor, um, Jesus spent 40 days in the <laughs> desert. And so, <laughs> like, I love the idea of you writing the sermon trying to figure this out <laughs> and will we get Tommy to get into the fucking trunk will we <laughs> that's, that's a fucking that's a great like sketch is like an improv cult leader <laughs> <laughs> trying to make it up as he goes along yeah um, and the lord gave us tables uh, <laughs> <laughs> just picking things in the room just from around the room <laughs> Um, also she said when she called the police uh, she said it was the strangest call I've ever been on they're like what do you mean he's been in your trunk for three days and I'm like he's been in my trunk for three days like I'm as confused as you are officer (laughs) so the police turned up and arrested him but I mean how do you even you can't go to sleep that night it's it's gotta be in your mind that he's he's everywhere you're not going for a drive to clear your thoughts at any rate no Uh, I mean did he stick around while the police arrived? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a rite of passage. He was staying in of the trunk. Sorry, you know, I had forgotten the key detail that it's a rite of passage, is what this is. He's just so strong about, like, it's a rite of passage. I'm not going anywhere. All right, sir. All right, back in the, in the, in the trunk with you. <laughs> they let, what if they just let him finish his, his, his rite? No, the no the the police officer who turns up. He's in the he's in the cult. <laughs> he's like, let him be, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> let him be. <laughs> he just he like let's hear him out. Gest- he gestures towards the squad car and just like taps the boot and it opens <laughs> and it's like the briefcase eh? from Pulp Fiction eh? just starts glowing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, speaking of glowing, we're going to have to move on oh. to our next piece of news. Now, we had a thing during the first lockdown where strange things kept appearing in the desert. Um, Yeah, monoliths. Monoliths, exactly. And I would say this has appeared, and I also would say it's a slight slight bit less strange, because I have pure gold cube worth £8.6 million unveiled at New York Central Park. I did see the gold cube, all right. Mm. What's the point of the gold cube, if you don't mind me asking? Because I would argue it's begging to be stolen. I mean, it's a huge cube made out of pure gold, and it's surrounded by a large security detail, ultimately making it definitely stealable. Yeah. Stealable? Yeah, stealable. I would argue, right, with 8.6 million, that's enough to pay off any security detail that will be outside that's enough for a security detail to rethink their employment opportunities because if there is I don't know 8.6 security guards that's a million each (laughs) (laughs) 8.6 we chopped Jim in half (laughs) (laughs) but well basically he's a little (laughs) it was it was a rough rough estimate of half we'll round down we'll round down (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so look it's actually 11.7 million dollars 8.6 mm-hmm. million pounds um, right and they're not allowed they're not just gonna let people waltz up and potentially walk off with it Sean so it's a bizarre artwork called simply Golden Cube which I feel like definitely good naming um, yeah but this- it was created by German artist Nicholas Costello who has a special kin built in order to cast his cube of 186 kilograms of pure 24-carat gold. Okay, gold does have a fairly low melting point as terms as metals go, so he probably just needed to build a big enough kiln to melt it all at once. Um, My other argument is that this is definitely a tax write-off for something (laughs) or someone. Somebody in government is writing off this tax somewhere because you have so like gold is like this thing that has value, right? And it's like actually valued at eight point six million. But now, because it's an art piece, you can say, "Oh, well, that's worth twenty million to the right mm. buyer as artwork," mm. 
And so now you've just turned your $8.6 million gold investment into $20 million. It's uh, it's over a foot and a half tall as well as a gold cube. That's, um, that's almost 18 inches. It's, it's too big, I would say. It's too big for one singular cube of gold. Um, it was bought... Uh, it was brought out for the first time um, around 5am a few days ago uh, in the morning. Okay. So they wanted to get it out, obviously, before all the thieves were out in the night time. Sorry, the daytime. Because we all know... <laughs> the don't. daytime. Oh, you're not. New York, safest city in the world. You can just leave <laughs> around, around 7 o'clock or 8am, they all come out. But at 3 oh. o'clock in the morning, they're all in Betty Boys. Oh, safe. Safe as houses, I would say. Mm. Safe as car, car boots, I would say. So it also says uh, the artist team say the, the work is not for sale, Sean. So oh, now, huh? Right. Um, Interesting. But it would also fetch at least seventeen hundred dollars per ounce, uh, and it weighs in at four hundred and ten pounds. So right, that's a quite a lot of ounces. Okay, well then, what's the point of this then? <laughs> now I know that's a that's a tough thing to ask and to give an answer to about art. But what does this do? Now, here's the worst part of the whole thing, Sean. Um, I'm going to say two things back to back. And I don't know if this is going to alienate our listeners. Maybe some of these people are into this stuff. Right. Um, but I would say we're, first of all, not smart enough to understand it all. Okay. I want to say that straight up. But I've got a giant gold cube just there as artwork. Following up with cryptocurrency launched oh. in conjunction with the cube no. NFTs also launched in conjunction with the cube I, the future's a nightmare this is awful <laughs> this, this is, is legit this, this is the worst like this is horrendous this is the most capitalist thing I've ever fucking seen in my life <laughs> because now art is being used as capitalism oh, fuck me Jesus Christ. Uh, I I went off about NFTs not too long ago, so I'm not going to do it again. Mm. But why... Like, did did artists start the cryptocurrency based on the cube? This is like... This is what Moses fucking went up the mountain about. Like... (laughs) 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 This is starting to sound like a sermon. Uh, The cryptocurrency is called Castello Coin. Um, Right. Named after him. Named after him, um, okay. and the, you can buy units. Is that what they're called uh, online yeah. for zero point four four, so forty four cents each. Right. Okay. Now here's the thing: is that and this because it follows this weird trend of like it's old currency with new currency. So once this cube is taken away, the price of that is going to crash. And the artist knows when it's going to be taken away. So he knows when to sell, sell, sell. And Are all you of his telling friends, me there's insider no. trading going on in this cryptocurrency based off this one oh, man's name? Imagine if an unregulated <laughs> currency had insider trading associated with it. Imagine if you, you had a currency named after you based off a thing you did. But then you yeah. knew, oh, well, I could just sell that and then it would go down. But I'll just sell all my stuff when it's, it's worth a lot. <laughs> If I could control the price of currency. <laughs> like, okay, you've got Sean Coins, right? You, yeah. You've got, you've got your Sean Coins, and they're all based off this podcast. And it's yeah. w- all the work comes from this, and you've got thousands of these coins, right? But next yeah. week, you know you're quitting the show, and the price <laughs> yeah. of those coins is going to go down. Yes. Now, Sean, what do you do this week to save you a whole bunch of money? <laughs> What does I do is I get rid of all of my coins before I make an announcement is what I would do if I were so inclined. But, uh, but of course you wouldn't. Of course. Of course, never. Not once. Our NFTs are launching next month along with our cryptos. Uh, if, if we ever try and launch an NFT, I want you to cancel us. Okay? <laughs> I know. I don't want you to cancel. I want you to find me, track me down, and kick the fucking ever-living shit yeah. out of me. I want you to punch me in the teeth if in I ever... Dick. In the dick. Punch me in the dick. Punch, punch, you just screaming that to passersby. Punch me in the dick. And they're like, he hasn't even launched an NFT yet. Punch me in the dick. 
he just got once Sean quit the podcast he really went off the rails <laughs> I, I really <laughs> he didn't do drugs or like yeah, he didn't like turn to drink or drugs he's like he went into punch getting his just own dick punched casual sought after dick punching you know it's, oh, it's, it's a classic you know way of meeting people um, so Sean I feel like this as you said might be the most capitalist story ever we've got a giant gold cube that nobody wants we've got cryptocurrency based off it and NFTs based off it there's people homeless uh, yeah. are we all just agreeing that this seems like a poor idea um, yeah people people can't buy a house like no. you know some people can't buy insulin you know was, that's just this reminds me by the way yeah actually that's a big thing but this reminds me of in Ireland we currently also have like this the rent prices skyrocketed there's like yeah. nobody can Ridiculous. get it and if, if you're looking to buy a house you're fucking at nothing um, but they then they said in Dublin they're like lads we've answered your prayers they was like okay and they're like we're going to introduce a raft uh, centre within the city centre that you can go around in a bunch of water in a raft yeah and they're going to build a whitewater like, rafting centre <laughs> and they were like and we're going to spend two billion euro on it and everyone's like okay um, I d- how many people well, needed rafts? <laughs> how much land is being used for the whitewater rafting centre? <laughs> it's like, they're like, guys, don't worry, I've solved it. Here's like a new problem. <laughs> also in Irish uh, politics, uh, some fucking junior minister uh, said recently that, oh, if people are strapped for cash, they should shop around. Yeah. Uh, for like electricity prices and shit like that. And this dude is on a grand a week. And he's yeah. telling people to shop around. <laughs> also, the, we got did did we get hit, or was it the, in America that they got hit with? Oh no, I think it might have been us that got hit with less Netflix, and you'll be able to afford a house. I think. Yeah, I think we that got was that. Us. We got le- le- we've gotten it all. Like less Netflix, less lattes. Like that's not the issue. The issue is inflation. The cost of living's increased by 5% so far this year. We just need to lodge more giant gold cubes. Gold cubes. White water rafting centres. Uh, I don't know. More, more more investments into housing, but from like cuckoo funds and shit. Oh, I'm done. I'm done with it all. That is, that is one of my all-time favourite Irish government stories of, don't worry everyone, we've solved the housing crisis. And I was like, yay, white water rafting. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what? I mean, it's a good day out, but, but like, <laughs> but like, if you can, if you can afford white water rafting, you can afford the odd latte and the odd Netflix, you know? Yeah. But you have to shop around. Um, Sean, we're moving on to our next piece of news. And this is one of my favourites because it's got, I think it's got everything. Um, man arrested outside Las Vegas Casino says he has grenade oh. in his arse. Oh! <laughs> oh, a double threat. <laughs> <laughs> so we've long said that if you ever r- try to rob a bank, the most dangerous weapon is, of course, a grenade. The grenade, because, because it implies it, you don't care what happens to anyone involved in the robbery. It brings a level of uncertainty to it all that is just, it's not withstandable. Like, you just get the money and leave. Um, yeah. And then to, to shove that up your arse. Just, it, it takes guts is what it takes because you've got to stay clenched <laughs> forever you don't want to run with that loose bum oh no if that lever fucking expands by god you'll know about it um, so what happened is that Brian Gower 46 faces one count of making threats of conveying false information uh, false information concerning an act of terrorism in the incident. Remember, false information meaning there was no grenade up his arse. A big old lie up his arse mm. is what there was. Um, he made he made several bomb threats in the casino, claiming he had a grenade up his arse. Um, which, I mean, if you're going to make the bomb threat, why up your arse? Just say it's in your pocket. I don't understand. I, I, maybe he thought that they could prove him wrong if they checked his pockets. But they thought, he thought, no one will be brave enough, surely, mm. to check my arse for a grenade. <laughs> um, so uh, they signed in the arrest report in which an officer stated, Gower was wandering in the street near the Strat Hotel and Casino, threatening to blow up the building. So he wasn't even in the casino 
when the threats were made. Well, that was lucky, which is good for mm. casinos. Um, after police officer had made contact with Gower, he allegedly allegedly was saying random things and talking about his ex-wife and then the bomb that was up his arse. Um, at one point, Gower stated to an officer that he had a grenade. <laughs> oh, we've lost Connor. <laughs> Sometimes it's so stupid. At one point, Gower stated to an officer that he had a grenade in his arse and he was looking for a fart. So... (laughs) (laughs) You see my predicament, officer. (laughs) Officer, I think I've made clear what's going to happen here. (laughs) Officer, we've all had... We, we've all had risky farts, all right, but I cannot yeah. stress exactly how risky the riskiest this is. of <laughs> We're not talking about browning some trow here. No, no, no. We're talking about losing some life. <laughs> oh man, um, Gower also allegedly told police that he was an actor. Seeking to raise awareness about bomb attacks. Ah, okay. So he's, he's playing the... I'm, it was a social experiment officer, is what it, it was. It actually gets even worse because he also told officers he was Joe Rogan 2.0. But oh, what would, no. <laughs> that brings a different vibe. But we don't like Joe Rogan 1.0. Raising concern, concerns or an awareness about bomb attacks by having a bomb attack take place... Seems like, I mean, he is raising awareness. If I'm he, more aware of it now, surely. Yeah, uh, like you're you're more aware, but also the bomb is going to go off, and and I suppose <laughs> that kind but, of ends your campaign. But not to poke holes in this man's argument, but like, and and this is semantic. A grenade attack and a bombing attack are not the one thing; they're not the same. You know, so he's raising awareness for the wrong issue. Yeah, I think if you have a grenade and you roll it, you might kill a few people, okay? Yeah. But you have a grenade up your arse mm-hmm. and it goes off. I think it's a lot less damage. I think you are more probably going to explode Pe- outwards than anything else. People have stopped grenades by diving on them, so mm. why not just put that grenade right up inside you, up to your small intestine? Who who cares? Have a good Friday. <laughs> but the thing about it is there's multiple types of grenade, um, my, my my misspent youth playing Counter Strike has taught me this much. Oh. So you got you got your your standard boom boom grenade. Uh, <laughs> you've got. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I Sorry. work for the military. If my days of Counter Strike have taught me anything, you've got your kablamo, you've got your boom boom, you've got you've, your zong zong. Con- okay, well, which one of these is the best to have up your okay. ass, right? Okay, I play. I haven't played it now, so I'm not much of an expert. But go on. Classic boom boom grenade. Uh, number mm. two, the smoke grenade. Okay. Okay. Number three, flashbang. Mm. And then one that I'm not sure if it's actually a grenade or not. But what if there was a grenade that did tear gas? Imagine that up your arm. Wouldn't that be awful? You'd start Point breathing away. fire. I think we're all missing the point that if this grenade went off, it would automatically, I think, be a flashback. Oh, very good. Very good, Connor. It would impair visibility, all right. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Officer, I have a grenade up my arse and I'm looking for a fart. Okay? And I'm looking for one. Like, I'm fucking searching it out here, lad. You're not trained to deal with that in the academy, are you? (laughs) Yeah, as an officer, what do you say back? Like, even, like, someone trying to deal with, like, terror threats and shit like that. That's not in any handbook anywhere. <laughs> he also then claimed that his lawyer uh, was Saul Goodman. Um, who Saul Goodman? Uh, I do, sorry, I do apologise. Uh, who, uh, obviously, fictional TV character. Um, and then he made statements about the Illuminati. So I think he hit the ho- holy trifecta of, of, of everything that you wanted a story. Yeah, you got Joe Rogan, you got Butts, and you got the Illuminati. I mean, what more is there to a podcast these days? And what's that? Three. Three sides. Triangle. 
that's like an extended potato is the shape you just made with your hand yeah I don't know what triangles are shaped like that's like that's a triangle my dude yeah it's easy to throw up one with fingers I'm doing whole hands here it's hard to do a triangle I can do a whole oh actually it is difficult it's hard (laughs) hang on (laughs) Look at that. Look at that now. That's a triangle. Yeah, but you know, right you're doing the, like, flat hands. I want everyone listening to this. Try and make a triangle with just, like... But your hands are facing forward. Look at that. That's a fucking God-level triangle I'm doing right there. Nah, man. Nah. Nah, you Pita- can't deny. The Pythagoras of that is fucked. Your um, Pythagoras is... Oh, no, I couldn't. <laughs> I, I couldn't follow through. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, we are finishing off this week with Florida Man. Because oh. Florida Man has done a proper Florida Man. A classic Florida Man, if you will. A classic Florida Man that we haven't had for quite a while. Florida Man hasn't gone full Florida Man for a little bit. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of like Florida people, like Florida children having a fight in a trampoline park. But mm. a Florida man story like, goes above and beyond. Florida Man steals car... Then car gets hit by train, thrown oh. into a house. Then he tries to steal a forklift. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is like a GTA cutscene. <laughs> you cannot make this up, is the first words of this article. A Florida man was arrested after a crazy series of events led to a car being literally thrown into a home from a passing train. Jesus. Um, what? Like, into and someone's house, just a random person's house. Oh, yeah. Florida Man's not going to do it to his own house. No, oh, yeah, sorry, not his own house, of course. Um, on Saturday, deputies say 38-year-old Bradford Witzel of Port St. Lucie told Martin County Sheriff's Detectives that he couldn't find his car after leaving a Martin County bar earlier this morning. So, look, he couldn't find his car. You know how it is. So he was in the bar, lost his car, it had gone hmm. far... Uh, he fell in some tar uh, <laughs> a king in Russia is called a kazar his favourite jam comes in a jar um, oh very good so look he had no car so he stole one in good faith to locate his own car so sure he stole Bruce cars, Willis do stole- that in action movies he steals cars yeah like he's stealing the car not because he wants that car but he's looking for his own car and he can cover more ground once he's in the stolen car. I mean, it's checking out so far, Connor. I don't mm. see what the issue is. Now, where it goes, gets lost, is he went for a drive. He couldn't mm-hmm. find his own car. And Sorry, this is really stress, where... after being in a bar as well, he went for a drive. After being in a bar, he was in the car, yes. Um... <laughs> so bar, in the car, going <laughs> yeah. far. Um, but then he... I, this is my favourite bit. This is him telling the story to detectives. I somehow ended up on the train tracks. <laughs> Oh no. You never want to somehow end up most places, but train tracks is one of the worst, I think. Like, the fact that you end up on the train track comp- completely, perfectly balanced on the tracks, like straight over them, not one as yard if, for left or right. As if you had parked on the train tracks hmm. purposefully. I don't think you could somehow end up on train tracks. I think there's many signs and barriers that try and stop hmm. you from getting onto train tracks. So look, that's when Witzel claims, he claims, so he ends up on the train tracks, the vehicle he stole suddenly stopped dead on the tracks. Oh no. And then he gets out of the car, looks to his left, fucking train is coming. He's like, what are the chances I am having a day? I am having a day here. And he's tied onto the train tracks, and there's this piano music going in the background. No, no, his, building his best suspense. gal is tied to the tracks. <laughs> his, sorry, his and best gal is tied to the tracks. And a man with a mustache is just twiddling it endlessly. <laughs> Florida man. <laughs> um, no, he gets out of the car, he looks to his left, and the fucking train is coming. He's like, off. Oh, now the stolen car is going to get damaged, but sure, it's not my car. Like, I couldn't find my car, but look. I've lost my car, that's true. Yeah. Um, and so he gets out of the car and he runs, leaving the car on the tracks. Oh, um, very noble thing to do. Yeah. Within seconds, the train hit the car, catapulting it into a nearby home where the homeowners were asleep in the back of the house. Probably the rudest awakening these people have ever had in their lives. <laughs> um, fortunately, nobody was injured physically in any way. 
Although, of course, the explosive sound of a driverless car smashing into the side of their home was clearly enough to wake them up. <laughs> I would hope so, quite honestly. Now, I know they live near enough to the train, so they probably have, are dull yeah, to you, most you of the down. noise. Is it? It's tuned out. It's background. It's background at that point. But, like, a car flying through your windows should wake you up, I think. I, and I think if it doesn't, I feel like you need to more go to the doctor more than anything else. Because you're deaf, yeah. Mm. Um, so, look, Car's Car's been hit by the train. It's gone into the house. Big deal. He's out. Look, he's fine. It's absolutely grand. He's still on the lookout for his own car. So, I mean, it's not that bad. Meanwhile, Witzel continued on to a nearby fruit stand where he vandalised the business, then stole a few fruits, then tried to steal a forklift. <laughs> What's the connection there between fruits and forklift? You know? Like, cause I, vitamin, vitamin C, uh, vitamin car, next best thing to a car is a forklift. So I can see yeah. his thought process here, Your Honour. So, look, he's, he's lost, he lost his car, and now he's after losing his fucking the spare car, the backup. Mm. Um, so he's like, right, I need it. Well, I'm tired out now. Yeah. For, no, first of all, I need to refuel. Because True. obviously, running away from a car that's on train tracks, it's, a, it's an adrenaline-inducing situation. I'm going to need to refuel here before I start thinking clearly again about the car that I've lost. I go to the fruit stand. I'll get a few apples, a few bananas. Okay, now... Now that I'm refueled, I'm going to vandalise the building and also, oh look, there's a forklift. That will definitely get me back to my stolen car. Well, the stolen car has already flown through the building, no, so no. now he needs to go back to his original car. <laughs> yeah, sorry, the original car. I do apologise. It's okay. It's completely understandable. Um, I'm going to use the classic defence that has worked every time. Is that mm. what, what, what did he not find in that fruit stand to eat Connor a Snickers bar? Right? So this man... Was in the bar, looking for his car, Here went we very far. You're going to ride bar car, again. <laughs> and is now looking for another bar, but a different kind, one that makes him himself. Because as we all know, you're not you when you're hungry. I like the judge just be like, security, <laughs> take him out. <laughs> judge be like, Sean, I told you, stop. For, stop defending people. You're terrible at this. <laughs> you're so bad. <laughs> Um, and it's always the lunatics. Um, I have look, a type. So, you know how it is, right? A car gets flung into a house. Obviously, the deputies, the officers, they're on the way. Um, yeah. Because Cause the Hulk got could be loose. Uh, yeah, and like, it's it's a really bad situation. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and so, so they they get into the car they, from the station. They're driving there. And Witzel comes out of the fucking fruit stand. He's all, he's done up. He's got the forklift now. He's on the way out. He sees the officers coming. He's like, fucking fantastic. <laughs> Lads. Just it couldn't have worked out better for everyone. He flags them down, the responding <laughs> officers, pulls them over, and they say, yes. And he goes, I'm after losing my car and I'm still looking for it. Have either of you seen this car? To which they respond, are you responsible <laughs> for that? Point to like the plume of smoke in the background. <laughs> He's covered in like apple juice. <laughs> you, the only way this story could be better if it, if that was his car that went through the side of the house. He was like, I've lost my car. Oh, well, we found it. Yeah. <laughs> I stole my own car. Funny where these things turn up. I, I would, I would believe this man stole his own car. <laughs> so he he has flagged down the officers himself. He's getting in ahead of it. Officers, I've lost my car. Have either of you seen a Vauxhall Corsa somewhere around here? Um, that damage over there. I was slightly involved in that, but I wasn't wasn't that much. Um, they of course seen him, and he was arrested and charged with grand theft criminal mischief and additional charges are also expected but Sean Florida man in this day has gone to the bar lost his own car oh. then he went far then he stole a different car then he lost he drove the stolen car to a train track got out of that car that car gets hit into a home he doesn't yeah. stop at that point you're thinking night over I've kind of ruined it no 
I'm going to steal a forklift and some fruit in this other building. Ruin that. And the police, they'll help me. <laughs> I'm having a difficult night, lads. <laughs> like somewhere in his mind, he was like, oh, the police can help. He had no guilt. He had done nothing wrong in his mind, is like the twisted I- thing. Why is everyone so bad at me? I just, I can't figure it out. Why is everyone shouting? What, what, why are all these lads who look like me standing beside me in a line? Who's that through the window? <laughs> For like months. <laughs> in year 24 of his jail sentence. What are these metal bracelets that are connected on my wrists? Every day. <laughs> what are these? <laughs> he's so surprised. He's got like memento, like memory issues. And he's just like, what's going on, boys? The year is 2034. He opens the day with, has anyone seen my car? It was just outside <laughs> the pub there. <laughs> then like on the last day of his sentence, he remembers everything. And like his brain like just gives up. Oh, I got a fucking... I walked to the bar. <laughs> I got a lift. Oh, shit. Oh, this is embarrassing. Oh, fuck. All right, maybe no, your honour. Yeah, it's me. Oh, well, I, I'm sorry he died, but you, you're his son. Uh, yeah, no, he was right. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. No, sorry about that there now. All right, talk to you later. I'll get now tomorrow. Okay. Anyway, bye. <laughs> bye. Oh, that was your son's fruit stand. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Oh God! Well, I'm I'm still sorry. You know, have you heard about Snickers? <laughs> Look, what's important here is Florida man. Nobody was harmed. The train driver's fine. The people in the home are fine. I'm assuming it's probably going to cost a lot of money to probably replace the house due to a car hitting it. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think it'll just crumble like like like, like Lego bricks if you had thrown a Lego car at them. You yeah. know, no, the same, the exact same <laughs> shot. Um, but we're, I think this might be the most Florida man Florida man has gone for quite a while it's such a weird like Rube Goldberg machine of connections like what happened was that this man decided to go to a bar and now a couple's house is destroyed <laughs> and a fruit stand is destroyed and a forklift, a forklift is, is missing it's and a man, an innocent man, is in jail, Connor. And a, and, a tr- and a train, I'm assuming, is probably damaged. There's definitely some train damage involved in that, mm. yeah. Mm. Uh, that man is, like, the train driver. He's going to have to go to therapy. You know, he's, he, he's got a family. He's got to address that when he goes home. It's a whole thing, Connor. No, that was his house. Ah, <laughs> fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now wave to the children. Oh, no! (laughs) Go to bed, Susie! Oh, no! Run! He, like, Morse codes run on the train horn. (laughs) Don't look, little Timmy! As the car swirls in slow motion towards the house. Timmy's just in the front garden looking up. Still waving. He's like, he's trying to do the free willy thing with the car. (laughs) I just land the top of him. Oh, no, Timmy. Oh, Timmy, you never listened. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. <laughs> and he's still, like, driving along in the train. Choo-choo. <laughs> Gets to the next group of houses, they're like, pull the lever. <laughs> oh, God, I hope none of that is true. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, Sean, I think that's it for this week's Weird News. What a week of Weird News, Connor. Would you like me to take us out? Yes, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We will be back on Friday with Hero or Zero, Monday with Movie Mondays, and next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesdays. Big thanks goes out to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Shoutouts go to Waffles and the Morbius of Madness is watching the moon fall while Flashpoints at the Batman's death on the Nile. Kira Lawler, David Clark. Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin the Wife Palmer, Ryan Wrighttime Evanson, Sean Groyer Mofer Bro Jamieson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna Hilmroos, Lil Dicky, the lads became the biggest entertainment, weaving their tales of Yor McGrew, Danny McLaughlin, Ray, I can't believe one that did this, Sammy DeLucia, and Michelle seriously cannot keep up with changing our name Brown. Thank you all so so much for the continued support. We really, really appreciate it. Head on over to the Patreon if you want to hear us talk about a terrible quote-unquote Irish film called Wild Mountain Time. Uh, it's the film that I think has come closest to breaking us in all our years of doing Patreon. I hate it. I hate myself for watching it. Uh, I hate Ireland. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ireland's all right. 
except for the housing issues and all the all the rest. Of it. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. The lack of white water rafting centres. But here, here, how endeavour? Uh, you, if you want to support the show, you can head on over to Patreon. You can also go to our merch store below. Twitter is at Heroes for Hire Pod. Uh, Facebook is Detective Development's Discussion Group. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to just tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. But I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lord. I've been Sean Neal. I'm Sean. See you all next week. Bye. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.